Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Printed Circuit podcast, where we discuss trends, challenges, and opportunities across the printed circuit engineering industry. I'm your host, Steph Chavez. And as a refresher, I'm a senior product marketing manager with Siemens with over three decades of experience. I'm an industry-acknowledged subject matter expert of PCB design, and I'm also the current chairman and founding chairman of the Printed Circuit Engineering Association, PCEA. Joining me today is Matt Walsh, a product marketing manager with Siemens. Matt, thanks for being here. Can you give us a, a quick introduction? I'd be happy to, Steph. Before I get going, I thought this was going to be a video podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing a fancy uh, sport jacket to, to look good. And now I'm, now I'm hearing it's just audio. So, But nonetheless, thanks, Steph, for inviting me to the podcast. I'm oh, it's really, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm really happy we're doing this. And You know, so I've worked at uh, Siemens EDA now for five years in product marketing, and I'm actually responsible for all of our cloud solutions. But interestingly enough, actually prior to Siemens, I actually worked in the semiconductor industry for over 20 years at uh, Xilinx in their field organization, helping OEMs design in their FPGAs. And so during those 20 plus years, I actually witnessed firsthand how information flows from component manufacturers to OEMs throughout the NPI process and ultimately through the full product lifecycle for electronic systems. And now I'm actually able to apply what I learned to help formulate a better connection between the source of component supply on one end to component demand on the design side. That's awesome, Matt. It's a, it's a great background to bring a lot of uh, knowledge and intelligence to the table for our audience here. You know, on our last episode, Matt, I talked with Richard Barnett, you know, his chief marketing officer with SupplyFrame, a Siemens company. We talked about how today's infrastructure puts uh, you or the designer at a disadvantage because resilience is not built into the design process. So how do we get there? Let's talk about the road to resilience. Where do you think we should start with this? Fundamentally, I, I think there's this huge need to shift left, or maybe a better way, I've I've heard this term used, and I think it's a good term, it's to take kind of an outside-in approach where your decisions, meaning your decisions as as a designer, as a design organization, are informed by global business and supply chain conditions on the ground, real time, right now. So when we think about a complete supply chain uh, resilience solution, we, Siemens EDA, we envision one that seamlessly connects the whole of a design organization with the electronics ecosystem they depend on to bring a successful product to market. So what that requires is, is it's going to require a much tighter coupling between what I like to call the design chain So it's what design engineers, what the design organization does and the supply chain organization within a company. So where now you have continuously updated comprehensive component intelligence, which is at the heart of that solution. So if you think about it, for a design organization, this integrated source of AI enabled component data is going to be used to empower better decisions across the entire product lifecycle. So let's walk through it. It's going to be at the point of component research and selection. It's going to be at the point of part creation. It's going to be at the point of design capture, at the point of bill of materials review, and the analysis for each PCB subassembly. 
It's going to be at the point of the final NPI review, and it's going to be the point of sustaining engineering all the way through to the point of the product end of life. You're absolutely right. I couldn't agree with you more, especially from my recent experience the last few years as we've gone through this mess with COVID. And I wouldn't say, I think mess is, is maybe not the right term, but just having to deal with, with our dated processes that have always been like a just-in-time approach to now we're having to adapt to this new new normal with the backlog or just the, the buildup of supply chain and the disturbance within the supply chain ecosystem. How do design teams do this is, is the challenge. And like I said, I can attest to this, you know, some recent projects I've been on, it's brutal. And the back and forth of having to take one step forward and two steps backwards, it's, it's a lot to deal with. And it can be catastrophic, especially if you're a small mom and pop shop trying to survive in today's day and age. It sounds like a single solution is needed that is fully integrated with electronic design platform. This solution must break through the invisible silos of, in organizations so better cross-functional decisions can be made, especially during new product introductions when upwards of 80% of lifecycle risk and costs are locked in. When deployed, this digitally integrated solution will reduce manual interventions. It will foster collaboration. It will improve transparency across disciplines. And it will reduce or eliminate respins between design and manufacturing. So when we take a look at all these, uh, that then when we think about a fully integrated solution, it has to cover all this. Am I right, Matt? What, what do you think about that? You're right on. I think you said a really important statement that 80% of your, your costs are going to be based upon those decisions that were made back during the NPI process. Some people would say, hey, we're in this uh, this new normal phase, you know, it's post-pandemic. But I like to think of it as how are companies going to be able to prepare for the next normal? So what we're talking about, it's it's a solution that really needs to shift left real-time component sourcing insights. So it's going to deliver both performance and electrical parametrics to the engineer's desktop, and it's going to allow them more informed decisions at the point of part selection and at the point of design. And it's going to allow for a much tighter, more seamless handshake and collaboration between the engineering organization and the procurement organization. And in addition to the real-time component sourcing knowledge from a host of worldwide suppliers, engineers are going to be alerted to component risk graded at a single part level, but also at a bill materials level. So as they're making part selections, they're going to know right then and there if that part is even available or is it obsolete. But they can also make that that same assessment at a bill materials level. So as I mentioned, if, if a part's assessed to be too high a risk, the engineer will be presented with a form, fit, function, alternate parts, along with the associated ECAD models right at their fingertips. So again, if a change is, is deemed necessary, they're going to be ready to go. And so it's this, again, this seamless integration between what I had mentioned earlier, between what was classical design chain and supply chain, that there's going to be this melding or this merger between those two functions into a much more collaborative, cross-functional flow. I agree with you that that evolution has to happen and those silos have to come down in order for us to be successful going forward. Definitely. You know, when we think about with the streamlined collaboration between procurement and the product development established, 
Traditional serial handoff process is now concurrent, transparent, and integrated. Fully aligned, design organizations can better manage, adapt, and thrive in the competitive advantage when faced with supply chain disruptions, especially than what we're seeing today. Ultimately, designing for supply chain resilience can have a significant payoff by translating unexpected events into opportunities for growth. Would you agree? I totally agree with what you're saying, Steph. It all sounds great. And I would say that because there's been this siloed approach with the way that organizations treat the design process, where, again, you've got this kind of handoff, this serial handoff between classical design and classical kind of the supply chain or procurement operation. But I see that. But what do you think is you know, going to be that, that path forward to get there today? Yeah, I tell you, designing for supply chain resilience can be implemented with three keys to resilient design, which are deployed in three phases. You know, the first being knowledge. The better way to put it is this phase is about arming engineers and teams with a comprehensive real-time component source, sourcing data so that they can make uh, more informed part decisions when the cost of change is at its lowest. Today, this phase can be implemented directly within our PCB uh, design tools with a supply chain application powered you know, by SupplyFrame. That's what we can do today. It's a cloud-connected access to real-time component sourcing knowledge from approximately 100 suppliers at the point of design entry. That's huge. You're talking about component pricing, availability, uh, compliance of lifecycle, links to uh, component supplier data sheets, alerts, and uh, potential risk. All this is today, you know, can be at the, it's at the fingertips. It's not can be, it's at the fingertips within our Siemens tools. We have this ability today. So you're designing truly at the point of design with all those touch points, those external supply chain touch points that are arming the engineers to make the best intelligent decisions that will positively impact their designs downstream. And that's the key. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. What I like about this solution, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. I've very much been a part of it. But what I like about this solution is it's it's that seamless integration and the ability to have Again, I've been using the term fingertip, but it's it's information right at your fingertips where you have access to critical sourcing knowledge during the design process right inside. It's embedded within Expedition and PaaS Professional. So you don't need to search external websites for this information because you have the component sourcing data right in front of you when you're using parts for your design. And that pretty much guarantees that an obsolete part, trust me, will never be mistakenly designed in ever again. And that, by the way, that happens. And I know that sometimes, especially today, it's maybe not so much on obsolete parts, but it's on long lead time devices where engineers at one time, they didn't know that there was a significant lead time. But today, engineers need to know that there's a long lead time item so that they can look at alternate devices so that's really important. And so I know, you know, again, it knowing the parts with the greatest availability in today's supply chain uh, environment is, is really key. And I'm guessing, Steph, that any organization is going to want this type of solution because it's going to pay for itself many times over because it's just going to take one time where you're not designing in an obsolete part or one time where you're not designing in a part that has a 28 lead, 28 week lead time where it's going to save you 
for getting a successful product out the uh, out the door. And some recent experience that I've had, especially with the negative effect of the supply chain disruptions is that we're not just me, but we are seeing parts, their availability are, are going from just several weeks to more like 52 weeks. And in other cases, you're seeing part prices go from a few dollars to potentially a few hundred dollars. I mean, it, it just depends on the part, but it is crazy. And, and I can attest to some of my colleagues, especially discussing at PCB West this year and, and some other uh, uh, colleagues that, that are in the thick of designing that are having to redesign over and over because when we think about how our libraries are made up and currently, and it doesn't matter what ecosystem you belong to, chances are your library was vetted up front and your parts are stagnate, meaning that there's no intelligence regarding what is the availability today. There's no supply chain intelligence. It may be vetted for like a five-year span of what, when is it going to go obsolete or is it available today and will be available for the next 10 years. But it doesn't tell you how many is with the impact today. So when you look about, when you think about when double E's are selecting parts in their design from their master libraries, they don't have that real time, current, up to date supply chain intelligence. So they're, they're flying blind when they're selecting their parts. And by the time they place them in their schematic and then have a bomb analysis uh, done on them, if you're doing things uh, in an optimized fashion, you are doing them in, in the current form, in the current process that we have now today, you're doing them where you've already started your layout. And by the time that uh, anal- BOM analysis is done, it's too late because by the time you, you get any red flags on any components, chances are you've already laid out that circuit. And now you got to go put a hold on that particular section of the layout while the double e is doing his research to go find new parts. Hopefully he can find a new part. And if not, he's got to find, you know, an alternate a circuitry or they, they have to make a decision whether they just go ahead and take the delay in their product getting a market or they design that feature out. I mean, it's brutal. And with this solution that we have, I mean, it, bringing that, that uh, intelligence to the point of design is key. And like I, can, uh, like I told you, I, I've attested that and I felt that supply chain pain several times over and it is it's not just me. I mean, I had a colleague of mine mention the same thing. The great thing is, is that at Siemens EDA, we really get this. Kind of a game changer for us was when we when we acquired Supply Frame, we're really changing the game here. So we really, we really get it. You're going to see, we're going to see, the industry is going to see just a much, again, just a much better solution that's going to tie together this critical operation of really looking at supply chain as being a digitally transformative piece of their business that companies are really starting to look at. I think they've kind of exhausted looking at doing some financial engineering and doing things like that, you know, different go-to-market strategies. Now they can start to really focus on or taking a serious look at the supply chain because it's an area that is ripe for for transformation. And I think that we provide not only a solution, but a roadmap that's going to get them to where companies want to go. Breaking down that silo of the way the teams have been operating has got to change. And that integration between the supply chain and design, bringing that knowledge you know, to the point of design, that is what is going to make a difference. And the companies that that get it and that will implement it 
they are the ones who will, will be successful in the, in the companies that, that will remain the same. It will be tough for them. It will be tough for them to compete going forward. And as other companies will take advantage and, and, and optimize, you know, to the new normal. And that, that will be the key. So I see our solution, you know, while the knowledge phase can be implemented today, work is already underway with the intelligence and optimization phases, which are soon to follow. You know, in our next episode, we'll dive deeper into the intelligence phase and what we'll bring uh, to the supply chain resilience effort. On behalf of my colleague, Matt Walsh, uh, I'd like to thank you uh, for your time today. Matt, thank you for your insights and, um, and sharing the knowledge today uh, with our audience. Thanks, Steph. I, I appreciate it. Next time, tell me that I don't need to wear a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you got to say, you do look sharp, though. You do look sharp. <laughs> right, <thank laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, it's my pleasure. And, and so with that said, I hope uh, this discussion um, has been helpful in understanding the road to resilience at the point of design. Thank you, and I hope you continue to tune in and follow me on the Printed Circuit Podcast. Mm-hmm.